Key worker Hemmer's got a new rule. Well, she calls it a policy, but it's the same thing. Basically, she's got sick of putting everyone right when they get a name wrong like 2,000 times a day, so now she won't answer anybody unless they pronounce the H. What she gets for her trouble is a lorry load of huffing by all the kids in Orchard Grove. Emma, can I have a travel pass? Emma, someone's nicked my hairspray. Emma, Jordan's having a wank in the telly room and I want to watch EastEnders. It's like we've got a group case of asthma, and I'm thinking Emma regrets instigating her policy, but she can't back down now. Emma, RJ shouts, have you heard from that solicitor? Emma gives him a tight smile. No, Jay, I haven't. But trust me, as soon as I do, you'll be the first to know. She turns to me. But I have got something for you, Elizabeth. I could tell her that I've got my own policy about names and that no one ever calls me that. But I can't be asked. There's some guideline about not being too casual with kids in care for fear that we start to look on staff as our mates. It's a load of bollocks if you think about it. They insist on using the names our mums and dads gave us, even though most of us don't have anything to do with our mums and dads. But like I say, I can't be asked to argue. She's called Lib. Of course, RJ's always got enough energy to argue. Everybody knows that. I flick his ear. Ow! He says. Please don't do that, Elizabeth, says Hemmer. We don't accept violence in the unit, as you're well aware. Me and Jay look at each other and crease up. Most days it's like a cage fighting here. There's a new lass, Michaela, who battered both her roommates the first night she arrived because she said one of them farted. In the end, both girls moved out so Michaela got a single by default. Emma's not renowned for a sense of humour, so she walks off. Emma? I call after her. You said you had something for me. She nods reaches into her pocket and hands me a letter. I'm hoping for something from Fat Rob. He's already sent two since I left Manchester, and although they're only short, they're dead funny, and it always cheers me up to think he's living his best life over the Pennines. My heart sinks when I see thin, pale blue paper marked HMP. I only know one person in prison, and I don't want to read anything he's got to say to me. Later, in my room, I stare at the unopened envelope. Through the wall, I can hear RJ chatting with Michaela. He shouldn't be in there, but at least she's laughing and not thumping him. Yet. Neither of us wanted to come back here, but I knew that Jay was going to get himself into real trouble in Manchester and that he wouldn't leave without me. I suppose we were lucky that two places came up together in Orchard Grove. The lad who had my room before me got sent to secure for robbing an arcade. Him and his little brother somehow managed to get away with about a grand in 50 pence pieces. They got caught dragging their bags onto a bus because they were both too young to have passed the test. Anyway, that left his room for me. I think I'm just going to bin the letter. Whatever Connor wants to get off his chest, he can sod him well keep it in. This is the lad who said he loved me. Who said he wanted to look after me. And when he got nicked for dealing drugs, he wanted me to take the blame. Rob was so angry with him that he's not spoken to him since, and they were friends years before they even met me. Next door, Jay's voice has dropped low, and I know what's coming. I bang on the wall. 
Do not even think about it. I shout. Why do you care? He yells back. I don't give a shit, Jay. I just don't want to listen to it. I hear a few squeaks of the bed and something that might be a cough. I thump again. Don't make me come in there. For fuck's sake. Jay mutters and a door slams. I wait a few seconds to make sure he has actually left Michaela's room and that it's not just some charade, then breathe a sigh of relief. It's not as if I got any privacy when I lived with Rob. I mean, we shared a bedsit with no bathroom. We got used to ignoring each other's comings and goings. But that's a far cry from listening to your brother shagging. I lie on my bed and stare at the ceiling, wondering what Crystal and Frankie are up to. The solicitor says she's pushing hard for a contact session, but they always say that. Then, I pull myself together and take out one of my books. Hemma's convinced she'll have the paperwork sorted for me to go back to college next week, and I don't want to fall behind in the meantime. 